because I think you had been convinced for a lot of years that you could be unloved or unlovable and that love always comes with conditions. And that's just not, not the truth. Hey y'all, thanks so much for listening in today to the Confident Mompreneur podcast, the podcast by real women for real women, where we talk about real life difficulties and triumphs as women, moms, business owners, and more. Thanks so much for being a part of our Confident Tribe. Let's get into it. Thank you everybody so much for being here today. We have got a little bit of a special episode going on, one that you guys have all been asking for. Most of you know I kind of went ghost for a while, a year, year and a half or so. Um, I had a lot of you guys reach out during that time, so thank you to those who reached out to check on me. Um, But we're back, we're better than ever, and we have a special guest with me here today to kind of help talk about myself because I'm not so great at that um so everybody welcome my mom hey everybody um I'm Candy I'm Kiri's mom and um this might be a little bit hard for me you might hear me get a little emotional through all of this um great stuff though and a lot of learning uh, that's happened over the last couple years. And so I'm excited about that and excited for Kiri to be able to share some things with you today. Yeah. So my mom's awesome and I'm super excited to have her here with me and she is a crybaby. So there will definitely be crying, but that's okay. <laughs> we love her anyway. So mom, already starting. get us all started. <laughs> Okay. Well, as I was thinking about this, um, I some thoughts came to where a good starting point wa- would be. And I didn't really want to start at this beautiful blue-eyed, little lots of dark hair baby place, because that would be probably too far back. <laughs> um, this, this perfect little girl that got placed into my arms um, that I love so much. But uh, I I was really thinking about a good place to start with all of this and and a place that we could really get some perspective on Curie's journey. And so I was kind of thinking about starting a couple years ago in her life. And at this point in time, um, I just wanted to lay some like background track here um so at this point in time um Curie's Curie had been really um convinced to uh separate herself from really everything that was definitively Curie PM (laughs) pre-married Um, so this was, uh, her family, her friends, um, even cousins that she was close to, aunts that she was close to, uh, siblings, uh, friends that she grew up with. Um, she was also really convinced to give up hobbies, 
things that were definitively her, um, her, a lot of her value values, and I don't really mean values in a religious context, context, but values, things that you hold dear, things that you value, core values that drive you and direct your life. And so that's kind of the values that I'm, that I'm talking about here. And um, really, prior to her giving up her family and things like that, uh, I would describe her as a shell of theory. <laughs> um, and that was really hard as a mom to see um, because she had none of her own opinions, um, none of her flair, which Curie always had flair. Um, she was just this like bright spot in the universe that just thought she could do anything and she could, and she did for the most part. Um, but by this point in time, um, she had basically sacrificed all of that um, to have peace in her marriage. And, um, and so her opinions were his opinions. Her personality was his personality. Um, her values were his values, that kind of thing. Um, but little bit prior to this point in time, Curie had started making some decisions that would, I think, forever alter her life for the better, in the opinion of mom. Um, and some of those things were um, she decided to go back to school and get her degree. I think that was a big one. Um, she uh, started a nonprofit. Um, because she was having financial problems, um, trying to navigate school and get back into school. And they were having to make some hard decisions about that. And so she was trying to help those behind her that were coming behind her. Um, she was starting this journey with um, the podcast, with the Confidence Mom stuff. Um, she had gotten some really great accolades in her business school and within the nonprofit and was being asked to speak um, at events. And um, so those were all, in my opinion, confidence building, kind of building her back up to where she needed to be. She also started a new career um, that she loves. And so, um, and I think one other thing that was important at this period of time is um, she had had a really rough pregnancy and with who she was married to a little rough start to momhood as well. Um, you know, there were, there were things there that um, he demanded and things like that. And so, um, but by this point in time, our little man had, um, gotten big enough that she could, she and he could start enjoying outdoor activity. And I, it, it was truly a family value. Outdoor activity was one of those things that we highly valued. Um, but I don't know that Curie totally 
accepted that herself as her own value until this period of time and that that this was really something that was important to to her and i i have a strong belief in that that therapy and that happens in the outdoor space and um and work in that kind of uh arena but uh i do think that as impacted her as well positively and so these were all positive things that were starting to lead her down a different path than where she had been up to this point. Um, so I was thinking about a couple of questions that came to mind as I, as I was think, considering this and what would be helpful for others who may be in her position or situation or or others who are just kind of in and out of difficult situations, what they might need to hear or want to hear. And so a couple of the questions that, that I thought about having to do with this situation was, number one, um, what was the change? What what made a difference and made you decide to alter your pathway? Um, and so I just want you to think about that and kind of talk about that. And then also the second thing was at this point in time, she had been alienated from everybody and everything that defined her um, for a couple years at this point in time. And um, so uh, those things that build strength and resilience and help build those things were kind of gone at that point. Um, and so where did you find the strength to do this and do this very much on your own? Um, so those are the two things I kind of would like you to address today. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you kind of covered a lot of it, um, at least for the first question in the things that I was doing. I was at this place where I knew I needed to better myself in some way, somehow. So that turned into things like going back to school that turned into, you know, starting my own business and doing all of those things that I wish somebody had done for me before. Um, it was really during that that I started to build my confidence and myself back up, which had been torn down so, so low, um, which the person I was with at that time didn't necessarily love. He could see that I was getting that confidence back and would try and do everything that he could to break it back down as I was building it up for myself. Luckily, I mean, there were people that I kind of got into my circle at that time, you know, some professors in school that really encouraged me and kind of saw who I was underneath all of that. Um, there were friends that I found, you know, that helped start the nonprofit and things like that, that, you know, they were always encouraging me to be that person, to stand up, to speak for myself, all of those types of things. So, and then I really started focusing in on like, hey, this confidence thing is actually working. Like I can feel myself becoming the person that I wish I had been all of these years. 
Um, so then I wanted to, again, help other people. And through helping other people, it just continued building myself up. And then at some point I realized, you know, I'm building myself up and that's not being reciprocated on the other end of my relationship. In fact, me building myself up is actually making him jealous and insecure in a lot of ways because he didn't like where he was at in life and would put those insecurities onto me. Um, so at some point I just realized that it wasn't going to work if you know, I was growing and he wasn't. Um, and with that growth, I saw like part of the growth, I think, is like recognizing your own weaknesses and the own the the problems that you may have caused and trying to work on fixing those things. It's not just about accentuating the things you already like <laughs> about yourself. Right. Um so I was able to actually go through and, you know, have that mindfulness of myself, like, oh, I can see where I kind of messed up in this situation, whether that was in my relationship with him or in being a mom or my relationship with my friends and family that like we had been cut off from contact with, you know, like I kind of started re, re going through that in my head and figuring out where I may have been wrong in those situations and what I could do to fix it um but it's hard when you know only one person in the situation wants to fix things too <laughs> so it didn't Correct. really it didn't really happen that way but it did give me a lot of time to do that introspection and realize what I wanted and what I needed and I wasn't getting that from the relationship that I was in that makes sense um, so strength, where, where did that come from? I mean, you talked about a little bit about your relationships with your professors and stuff, but like what ultimately drove that strength? Is it just a part of your personality? Is it, which I think it is a little bit, but, uh, but we're Wrong a little bullheaded over here. <laughs> we're a little bullheaded over here in Odie, we're all just saying, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I come from a long line of very strong and strong willed women. <laughs> so on both sides yes. of my family. Um, so I definitely think some of it was just like that inherent, you know, strength that came from, you know who I am um and then also just like you know realizing that if I didn't do it if I didn't leave that situation it wasn't only going to impact me but also impact my son too and that was the hardest part I agree. I I was hoping you would mention that because I feel that too. I feel like um he was a bit of a driving factor at that point in time oh yeah I definitely wanted him to see you know a healthy relationship and grow up in a healthy and loving home and I didn't think that I could do that in the situation that I was in yeah um so that really led you to determine to leave um 
Would you tell us a little bit more about that journey um, that happened um, that led you to determine to leave and, and where, um, what that was like for you? Um, yeah. That was really hard. Um, I had been in situations before where I had like, you know, convinced myself that I was going to leave, but then there were always those barriers to actually leaving. And I know you and I have talked about one specific instance um, that it happened, but then it was like, you know, I didn't have anything to my name. I couldn't, you know, I didn't have access to money. I didn't have access to a car, any of that stuff. So I ended up staying. No credit score. No credit score, no nothing. <laughs> because nothing was ever in your name. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I kind of always felt like I was stuck, like there was no way out. And then that got even more and more intense as we got into the relationship. And I was kind of alienated from everybody who could potentially even help with any of that. Um, but I just decided I was going to do it and do it anyway. And I was going to figure it out along the way because I needed to do it. Um, so knowing that about myself and knowing that about the person that I was um, leaving and how he would handle things, um, I ended up just kind of preparing by myself without, you know, him knowing or anybody else knowing ahead of time. So kind of making sure that I at least have bank accounts set up in my own name um, and trying to set some money aside in there wasn't very much, but you know what I could do. Um, I had my own job that was, you know, stable and I had benefits and those types of things. So I didn't need to worry about that, but I didn't have a car. <laughs> I didn't have, you know, anything like that at that point. Um, but I did, you know, start scheduling some showings for apartments and things of that sort. Um, and so I wrote a letter basically stating, you know, this is what's going on. I need to leave. This is why um, I already have these showings set up for apartments, but I would like to stay in the house until I can find something, um, kind of et cetera, et cetera, and lined everything out. Um, and then went to lunch in a public place and uh, gave him the letter <laughs> so that I could feel, you know, safe in doing that. Um, right. So I did that. And of course he had about the, the reaction I figured that he would have. Um, and then proceeded to tell me I couldn't use any of the money in our savings because it was his money, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, Eventually, I convinced him that half of the money was mine, and I moved it into my account because I had access to the accounts at that time, um, and ended up, you know, finding a place, but I did have to live in the house with him for a few weeks until I got into my own new place, and that was kind of terrible. Um, right. There was a lot of manipulation there a lot of him making up stories about what I was doing, who I was with, etc. Um, and of course, because I was leaving, it just 
made those even worse. So it was a few really rough weeks. Um, but then I finally got moved into my own place. Um, and then I had gotten a credit card a while ago and was good about paying it off. So I had finally developed some credit on my own. And so I went and I bought my own car, um, which first big kid purchase all by myself. <laughs> it was a big, big moment. <laughs> so I bought my own car. It was yours. Yeah, it was mine. Because he, he had convinced you to get rid of the car that was yours. Two cars that were mine. Two cars that were yours. Yeah. Were officially yours that you went to college with or were given to you from family. So, yeah. 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 So, I, I didn't have anything in my name for a really long time. So, when I left, I had nothing. So, that was one of the first things I did was I got a car for myself um, and got my house and then, you know, moved the kid in. We didn't have much. There was basically an empty apartment for a long time, but it was our own space. And um, I finally felt happy. I could come home and be happy. I wasn't working my life away just because I didn't want to go home anymore. Right, right, right. And um, can you speak a little bit, because I think other people obviously encounter this, um, the financial strain that happens when you go from two incomes to one income and, you know, and in a place with expensive housing, although pretty much everywhere is expensive yeah. housing anymore. And um, kind of what that has been like for you to try to work through with that and and the time that it has kind of taken. Yeah, I mean, so I moved into my own place in uh, November of uh, 2021 is when I moved in. Um, and I am just now financially recovering from it. <laughs> And, and I say that lightly because it's still happening. I still have, you know, credit card debt and I have some medical bills because I also had some medical things happen um, pretty soon after that as well. Um, so I am still recovering from it, but it's okay because I would rather have that um, and be able to, you know, slowly work myself back up to a place of financial stability than be um, in that place anymore. Um, so, I mean, it definitely was hard. Housing is expensive. I went without a lot um, just so that oh. I could, you know, have the kiddo. One of the things was, you know, we each had a mattress on the floor <laughs> for months when we first started the kiddo yours had, was a blow up his yeah, was an actual his <laughs> was an actual mattress so that was a step up from mine which was an air mattress but we had beds so that was all that really mattered um but it's one of those things where it definitely was hard and it definitely still is hard as a single parent you know trying to pay for 
um, daycare and medical expenses and all of those things. Um, and I don't get any child support or anything like that. So um, it's definitely difficult, but in the end, it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're starting to finally see the light of day a little bit, which is, which is nice. Just yeah. slowly working on it. Yeah. Um, so at a, a couple months after um, you guys separated, um, mom had some pretty strong feelings that there were some things going on in your life and decided to pull down the walls <laughs> of of the alienation that had happened um because up to this point um it had been just kind of following your wishes um to be separated and so uh we decided to start reaching out and making contact how do you feel about all of that? Because that was a really, um, from our perspective, we were walking some lines because we didn't know exactly what was going on in your life. Um, we were still trying to respect your adult decisions to make your own decisions about things. Um, but we also knew that Sometimes um, things like pride keep us from, and so we were trying to navigate that and, and push through that a little bit and say, we love you, we don't care, we want you back in our lives without being pushy and being all up in your grill, <laughs> so to speak. Um, and so we were, it felt like we were navigating a really fine line there for, for that period of time. Yeah, I definitely, it was one of those things, you know, when I was going through everything, I definitely felt that aloneness. I mean, it was hard. It was really hard being alone and going through all of that. But also, like you said, my pride was in the way of things. And especially when I had started that growth within myself and realizing my own flaws. I saw the way that I had hurt you guys as well as, you know, the, the hurt that I had felt on my side too. I knew it went both ways, but it made it really hard for me to reach out and try to, try to, you know, bring it back. Cause growing up in uh, middle school and high school, I mean, my parents were my best friends, so it was very, very difficult to go from being best friends to not talking for years. So um, it definitely like was a pride thing <laughs> for me, and it's kind of fun, funny how that mother's intuition works. 
and you just knew <laughs> you're like this is the moment that you know I can feel something's going on and she needs me um and I mean the timing of it couldn't have been better <laughs> looking back now it all worked out the Agreed. way it was supposed to <laughs> but um it definitely was helpful that like you guys kind of extended that you know piece out to me that that it it just it opened up that communication and I was still very um timid about you know things because I didn't know you know how deep that hurt was on on both sides if we could work past it or if we couldn't um so it was definitely very timid like when we first opened up those lines of communication again but once we did I and we actually sat down um and had that discussion and said here's the hurt I felt on my side here's the hurt we felt on our side how can we fix this I felt like all of a sudden it was like things were mended you know yeah I know. I feel that way too. Um, you know, I, I feel like as a parent and especially with your oldest children, like you have no clue how to parent an adult child or what your role is. Are you even supposed to parent an adult child? I don't know you know. And, um, so always, there were mistakes made along the way, you know, and, and we, we know that as well. Um, and we were timid too, because I felt like you were like this feral cat ready to bolt. You know? <laughs> so I was like, don't, don't make her bolt, don't make her bolt, you know, just, you know, and so, um, but it, it was so interesting to me, um, how quickly it felt not normal but I don't know how to like because um prior to the alienation uh you know to the separation of us um you were already separating in mind and spirit like there was no doubt about that because you were um, being just basically pulled away from anything that was Curie, anything that was Curie, like I said, pre-marriage. And so um, we went from having a very open communication to where things were were not being said or or you were not saying what was really going on in lots of circumstances. And and so we were left to guess about what was going on, but all we could see is that you were becoming this shell, you know, and um, what do we do about it? Do we cling tighter? Do we, you know, how do we deal with this? Do we talk about it when you're not ready to talk about it, you know, especially, and where any time you might say something about it, it might seem as a direct attack on your spouse, which then, knowing you, knowing me, that's going to just put, you know, really 
make us kind of double down and, you know, go into fight circumstance. And so you were already pulling away and we've talked about this. I, I feel like, I mean, the first time we went to go visit you, um, it felt really natural, but I know I was really concerned about you coming home to see us because our family dynamic had changed quite a bit by that point in time. Um, we had two new daughters-in-laws, uh, another grandbaby in the situation. Um, and so I was really very concerned about that. But what I noticed about you is you were so much more relaxed and open than you had been the several years even leading up to the separation. Like, um, and we've talked about that management. You were always having to manage your spouse and his emotions and his, um, his just meltdowns that would happen almost continuously if we were around there would be a meltdown for sure. And so you were always in that management mode and and it just made you so tense and so like, and, and so I noticed a difference almost immediately in how relaxed you were and it just felt natural. And even though you had been going through a very tough time, how easy you smiled and giggled again, like my famous Curie giggle. We we you, we just love that Curie giggle. Like one of your grandparents had a bunny that had this giggle because it was a Curie giggle. Like it sounded like you. And um, so I just was so impressed by um, your willingness and your openness at that point in time and how different it made that reboot happen how how much easier it seemed to happen because of your self-introspection um of your confidence level I, I don't know what all contributed to that but I, I don't know I was kind of curious on your thoughts about that I mean, I think it was just a lot of that introspection into myself and like working through finding myself again after such a difficult and tumultuous relationship, um, you know, not just a relationship uh, with my spouse, but my relationship with myself too and figuring out who I was because, you know, there had been um, the me in you know high school which was one version of me and then there was the right. married version of me which was a complete opposite version of me um and then there was okay well who do I actually want to be now and I could right. take bits and pieces from both versions of me um and also add in some new things that I discovered I liked you know so it was like you know, kind of rebuilding who I wanted to be. And now I had the freedom where I could actually feel like I could do that. Um, so I do think that that was a lot of it was just like that introspection and that rebuilding of who I wanted to be. And all of a sudden, I, you know, really felt like I was who I wanted to be and 
it made me more confident in myself, but also in rebuilding the relationship with you guys too, because I didn't have to sit there and question who I was. I could just be myself and you guys, you know, we're obviously still learning who this new version of me was too, but it was a lot closer to the version of me that you had known before everything. So you're able to kind of at least understand bits and pieces of me that you had lost for so long. Right. And, you know, and now we had parented adult children so we could figure out that medium of, who that you don't have to be the curie of your high school to still be curie in essence. And that's all we really wanted for you is, is that you found that within yourself. And you and I have discussed that um, although the three years was beyond difficult and Mom cried like literally every day for nine months about being separated from you. That it was a necessary thing. Um, because even though we weren't asking you to choose, you were still feeling that hole uh, from us to be the Curie of high school. And the pull of your spouse to be this other Curie. And and in the mix, um, the spouse that was taking 80% of you and then trying to give your son a percentage of you. And then you were trying to devote a percentage to us when we were around. Like it really left no room for you, none. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I really do think that that it needed to happen for that reason. And your spouse really had a scapegoat in us built in, mm -hmm. in us, like he could make everything about us, like, you know, mm -hmm. and so it also allowed you that opportunity to see what was going on between you two that, that had nothing to do with us, you know? Um, and so I think um, that you needed it. You needed it to have just a small moment of every day to be able to focus on Curie. Yeah, really. Well, and I mean, you and I have had that talk before that there was never any outright, you have to choose one of us in that situation coming from either side, but there was so much pull and so much, you know, like, constantly feeling like I was in the middle of a battle <laughs> right you know that I I couldn't do it my mental health couldn't do it and right you know when I did decide to leave it was like okay I'm leaving for myself I'm not leaving because I feel like I have to because you know of my parents um, right. I'm leaving for me and so that ended up being really important in the end was like yep I've done this like you know, I, I removed all of these people that they, 
he said were an issue in my life and yet we still had a ton of issues so that wasn't the thing um and so I need to do this for me um so I do think I agreed that that was really big but which may have been part of that strength as well because you knew it was 100% your decision at that point there wasn't any influence from anybody else that was pulling you that direction so you could be very resolute in that decision um, which I think creates a little bit of strength in and of itself yeah I agree I do think it's important to note though if like you are in a situation where you are you know separated from your parents or your siblings or somebody important in your life and you want to make that reconnection I think one of the things that we did that was really important was just like sitting down and having that conversation of like this is the hurt that I feel this is the hurt you know I we feel um how can we fix this and what can we do better next time? You know, what are some of the boundaries that we need to have in place to make this relationship work? Um, so that was something that we did that I think was really important too in rebuilding the relationship. I think so too. I, I, I didn't know what to expect if we would talk about that, you know, um, that first time around. Um, but I was, I'm very much a very honest and forthright person that's um, to a fault actually a lot. And uh, so for me, that was very valuable that you were willing to open that up because we know that we weren't perfect in the situation. It wasn't all not our fault, you know, whatever. Um, so I appreciate that. And I would rather know what I need to do, um, than try to guess what I'm supposed to do, you know? And I think we always had that relationship as you were growing up or tried to foster that relationship. Sometimes we're better than others, you know, about that. But we tried to foster some of that within you growing up that you could talk to us and I could walk in and apologize and say, sorry, I did not deal with that right. I did not handle that right. Um, And so, uh, but definitely agree that that went a long way and made the healing faster or more seamless in my opinion we have to walk on eggshells around each other you know after we just kind of like put it all out there there was no walking on eggshells and we could just move past it and into that healing we didn't feel I mean at least on my side I didn't feel like I had to hide myself anymore you know it was all out right. there all in the open <laughs> you guys could accept right. it or you could not or you know but... you know who I am this is it now yes. yeah yeah agreed agreed which helped me a lot um to know how to address things or not feel like I was walking into a trap by something I said you know um 
So that was really nice. So um, I wanted to kind of segue into a little bit of what launched us into the same place at the same time uh, quicker than we had all anticipated because we were we, we were really trying to navigate this and how fast you know we were having phone conversations at the time um, and really trying to let you lead some of that but but obviously I wanted to see you, but we knew we were going to head that way in a month or something like that. And so asked if we could see you and um, our little grandson at that point in time and stuff and, and kind of had that set up, but we had kind of a situation that really launched us together. And like Kiri alluded to, um, timing wise, it was so important at this point in time that we were back a part of your life. Hey all, thanks so much for being here. Make sure to come back on Thursday for part two of this special episode where me and my mom talk about my sexual assault and the impact that it had on my mental health. Thanks for being here. If you loved this episode, please let us know by submitting a review or sharing with the women in your life. We'll see you next time.